This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. This moment could not be more important. Across the American culture, there are those determined to topple our shared history and highlight the most painful and difficult moments of our past in order to divide us. This mob, whether it's Antifa or Black Lives Matter, disgruntled millennials escaping lockdown, or elites accomplishing on the street what they couldn't at the ballot box, they're all children of this man, Howard Zinn. Now, Zinn was a radical activist and political science professor with a soft spot for Stalin and Mao. In 1980, he authored a book, A People's History of the United States. It's essentially an irreverent, tendentious manifesto of anti-American hate, which retells the American story as one founded in sin and mired in hate. To Zinn, America's a wicked place that needs to come down. His book has been standard reading at universities for decades. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and this is the Patriot Cause. Tonight, I'm going to talk about an individual that most of you, if not all of you, have never heard of. His name is Howard Zinn. In 1993, when I was in the Marine Corps, getting my college education... I had to take a history class, and I signed up for this history class. And the professor of this class was using a People's History of the United States history book for the class. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's talk about the people's history of the United States. However, what I found out was this book was written by communists. And within three weeks of this class, I dropped out. Because I knew as a patriot, as a U.S. Marine, Defending my country, this was a bunch of crap. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Not surprisingly, irrefutable evidence has emerged that the man who hated America for at least 70 of his 87 years was Hate America Howie a communist. This is what he's called, Howie. We always knew that was the worldview of his heart, but now it turns out that he made it official. Hate America Howie 
was a member of the Communist Party USA. I went into a college class thinking that I'm going to go to the next level of the history of America. From my high school, elementary days, and learn more about the history of America. But this was absolutely appalling to me, and it was trying to be pushed down my throat, which, by the way, it is still being pushed down the throats of our college students today. So listen to this. Howard's Zinn and the book that poisoned a generation. This is from Prager University. If you haven't been there, you got to go there. Prager University is a great place to understand what is happening in America. Dennis Prager is trying to reach the younger generation and unprogram them in the truth of America and the truth of moral value for each citizen in the world. So take a listen to this from Prager University. The writer of the most popular and influential history book of the last quarter century was a radical leftist professor who despised his subject. The writer's name is Howard Zinn, and his subject is America. Zinn died in 2010, but his toxic theme lives on. America is and has always been a cesspool of racism, imperialism, and capitalist exploitation. You may never have heard of Zinn, but I assure you, a history teacher at your local high school or college has, and probably teaches his texts or ideas. The book Zinn wrote is entitled, A People's History of the United States. If you're trying to understand why so many young people lack patriotism, or worse, regard America with contempt, you don't have to look much further than Zinn. Where did the idea that Columbus was evil come from? Lincoln wasn't really interested in freeing the slaves. The Allies weren't any better than the Nazis and the Japanese in World War II. The Vietnam War was not about stopping the spread of communism, but about promoting American imperialism. Zinn. How do you take an essentially decent country and turn it into the source of much of the world's evil? while well, you just have to lie, distort, and falsify. Zinn did all three. A lifelong and passionate leftist, everything he ever said or wrote was in service of the Marxist dogma that life is a class struggle. Distilled to its essence, this simply means that those who have power are bad and those who don't are good. Therefore, the downtrodden working class, the proletariat are a heroic but faceless mass. The villains, the capitalist ruling class, in contrast, all have names and faces. They are the heroes of the nation, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, Kennedy, and others. Zinn, as any Marxist true believer would, saw his task to tear down the latter and promote the former. 
But is such a simplistic approach really history? Noted liberal historian Arthur Schlesinger didn't think so. Zinn Schlesinger wrote was a polemicist, not a historian. As a polemicist, a propagandist, however, Zinn had few peers. Columbus turned out to be a perfect target. Before Zinn, Columbus was widely extolled for his foresight and bravery. Now, thanks to Zinn, he's considered a genocidal maniac. Zinn takes the explorer's ship logs and twists them to say the opposite of what Columbus clearly intended. In Zinn's distorted rendering, Columbus had contempt for the natives and wanted to enslave them. Read the explorer's observations in context and in full, and their true meaning emerges. Columbus had deep respect for the Taino and insisted that his men treat them well. Furthermore, he chronicled how terrified the Taino were of the neighboring tribe, the Caribs. For good reason. The Caribs not only enslaved the Taino immediately and decisively refuting the idea that Europeans introduced slavery to the New World, but ate them. Yes, they were cannibals. Much excellent scholarship on Columbus had already been done before Zinn turned the explorer into evil incarnate. Not surprisingly, the picture painted by respected historians like Samuel Eliot Morrison was complex. Columbus was not faultless, but neither was the world he discovered a new Eden. But if you're preoccupied with propaganda rather than truth, what does it matter? It didn't for Zinn. His monsters change, but never their motive. More power for the capitalist ruling elite. Nowhere is this view more clearly expressed than in his discourse, the longest section of the book on the Vietnam War. In Zinn's view, it was just this simple. Mighty imperialist America bad, the North Vietnamese, the fearless peasants good. That the communist North Vietnamese slaughtered and tortured tens of thousands of South Vietnamese is not allowed to upset the equation. Again, Zinn abuses his sources to make his point. In one egregious example, he turns Foreign Service Officer Douglas Pike, actually a passionate defender of the South Vietnamese, into an admirer of the North Vietnamese. In fact, Pike believed what the North Vietnamese were doing to their cousins in the South amounted to genocide. I go into this and much more of Zinn's truth-bending in my book, Debunking Howard Zinn, Exposing the Fake History That Turned a Generation Against America. But this much should be clear. A people's history of the United States has no place on a high school or college history curriculum because it doesn't teach history. All it teaches is hatred for America. Our students deserve better. Fortunately, there are professors still in the colleges today that understand this is a bunch of crap. And one of them I'm going to talk to you about is in Stanford University in California. In 2012, he wrote this, and you can see this in the show notes. Zen was a featured speaker in 2008 at the National Council for the Social Studies, the nation's largest gathering of social studies teachers. When he died two years later, his book rose to seventh 
on the Amazon bestsellers list. In the 32 years since its original publication, A People's History has gone from a book that buzzed about the ear of dominant narrative to its current status where in many circles it has become the dominant narrative. Weinberg writes in an article in the latest edition of American Educator for many students, a people's history will be the full-length history book they read and for some, it will be the only one. This is such a travesty to understand that the education system is not focusing on the full history of the United States. Instead, this communist person downgrading and absolutely defaming the greatest country in America. Like I said, I was in college. And during that time frame, I had to participate in a history class where my professor presented this book. I lasted three weeks in that class and dropped it because I knew It was crap. But can you imagine students in America in the college system and, which I'll mention here shortly, the high school system, where they're reading this book as true history? If you haven't read it, you should. Reason behind it is not to gather the true history of America, but to understand how these people are bringing down this country. We're going to take a break. When we get back, I'm going to talk about the Zen Education Project. So now that this man is dead, he is more popular, like always, than he was alive. And now there's a .org paid by your dollars to support this absolute false narrative of America. We're living in a country that's the finest place on earth. But some folks don't appreciate this land that gave them birth. I hear that up in Washington they're having an awful fuss. Cause communists and spies are making monkeys out of us. The bureaus and departments have been busy night and day. They're figuring out just how we gave our secrets all away. And Congress has appointed a committee, so they said, to find out who's American and who's a low-down red. They call them up to Washington to speak for Uncle Sam. But when they ask them what they are, they shut up like a clam. I wish they'd take and put me on the witness stand today. I'd yell so loud, old Stalin could hear me all the way. I'm no communist, and I'll tell you that right now. 
I believe a man should own his own house and car and cow. I like this private ownership and I want to be left alone. Let the government run its business and let me run my own. government is bigger than it ever was today the more they hire to work for it the more they have to pay our public servants should be proud and honest you would think instead of taking bribes and dressing up their wives in mink the taxes keep on going up of that there is no doubt but still they just can't take it in as fast as they dish it out our national debt is monster size and growing every day. Our children's children still unborn are gonna have to pay. Our dollar used to be the soundest money on this earth. But now two bucks won't even buy a good old dollar's worth. Unless we stop inflation and take care of what we've got. The communists may win the fight and never fire a shot. I'm no communist, and I'll tell you that right now. And I believe a man should own his own house and car and cow. I like this private ownership, and I want to be left alone. Let the government run its business, and let me run my own. You have a choice in this life. You can worship the God that created you, or you can worship the world. And many people worship this Howard Zinn individual. Not only in this country, but in the world. And because they worship him, they have created the Zen Education Project. ZenProject.org. .org means it's a nonprofit, which means all their dollars, all their dollars that they get is towards helping the organization. It's not taxable, etc. So what I'm going to tell you may or may not shock you. Because it's no longer in the colleges. It has infiltrated into the high schools. I have said this many times before. That communism is everywhere in this country. It's not just in the higher education. These people are trying to push it. Not only to the high school kids. But the grade school. K through 12 in this country. And this is a great example. High school social studies teacher in Portland, Oregon. His name is Chris Bauhauer. And this is what he has to say about Howard Zinn and his book that he presents to his high school students. The Zen Education Project is my compass in a sea of corporate textbooks, packaged 
common core curriculum and standardizing texts. My entire curriculum is based on lessons that can be found on the Zen Education Project. The Zen Education Project promotes and supports the teaching of the people's history in middle and high school classrooms across the country based on the lens of history highlighted in Howard Zinn's best-selling book. The website offers free downloadable lessons and articles organized by theme, time, and reading level. 1993. Listen to what I'm telling you. 1993, almost 20 years ago, is when I was introduced to Howard's Inn in college. And now it's everywhere. I have no ability to explain to you how tremendous this impact of this book has presented itself in the United States. Two million copies and continuing have been distributed across this country. Howard Zinn is a communist. He admits he's a communist. But yet, we still absorb this stuff as history in our country. The place that we live and no different from this man shall the world understand that America is the most free and peaceful nation on the planet no matter what this person says. But that is not the goal. The goal is to destroy the greatest nation that ever existed. So I'm going to read to you an article from historians.org. Yep, another.org about the paradigm people's historian. So they're labeled labeling Howard Zinn as a historian. He was born in 1922. And he died in 2010. Thank you, Jesus. But the point is, they're labeling him as one of the greatest historians in America. So listen to this. Eric Fawner, the DeWitt 
Clinton Professor of History at Columbia University. Again, another professor. And former president of HAA said of Zen. This is what this professor in Columbia is saying. Over the years, I have been struck by how many excellent students of history had their interest in studying the past sparked by reading Howard's Zen. That's the highest compliment one can offer to a historian. We've had many historians in this country that have never been challenged on the actual facts of the United States. But now our kids are pointing to this one historian. Just a few months before his death, Zen appeared in a History Channel production, The People Speak, in which film, stage, and TV personalities read and perform extracts from his work or other related pieces and thus paid tribute to a historian who crossed the traditional boundaries of his discipline and perhaps even of his profession to set an example that will always remain impossible to emulate. He was truly a historian of the people and for the people. Absolutely crap. This is crap. He wasn't a historian of the people. He was a historian of the failed over and over again communism in this world. Yet they look at him as an absolute God in the history world. So you ask yourself, why in the hell would this gunny leave a history class in college after three weeks? Because I knew right away, it didn't take long for me to realize that the history professor that was trying to shove this crap down me was not true. But yet it's still here. And it's even bigger today than when I was in college. Because no one is standing up against. No one as far as people as far as professors, except for the guy that I was talking about, about Sam Weinberg in Stanford. But the colleges are accepting all this crap. They're accepting the fact that a person has been Elevated to a God level like Martin Luther King, etc. But he's a communist. 
in this country. Okay, so I'm going to play the Bonehead Award. Yep, got a Bonehead Award for you. And again, this is going to be Howard Zinn himself talking to you. And then once you hear this clip, then maybe you have an understanding of how these people think. What makes this clip amazing and controversial and sad is this man, before he died, is actually speaking in front of Google employees. Google. You know who Google is? That big, big tech in the world. And he's talking in front of these employees. You need to listen to the full video in the, in the show notes. And maybe you'll have a better understanding of why these 18 to 25-year-olds no longer respect the United States. Uh, yeah, I think there are two reasons why Obama was cautious on health, cautious on, on taxation, even though he proposed, yes, I'm going to tax the rich more, the poor and middle class less. Good, good direction, but didn't go far enough. Uh, uh, because we need really a more drastic change in the taxation system in order to really accumulate the amount of money that is needed to pay for the kind of social programs, the health and education and environmental programs, you know, that the country needs. So he's cautious on these things. And I, as I said, there are two reasons, I think. One is that there are powerful economic interests that stand in the way of uh, bold changes in domestic policy. Powerful interest connected with uh, the health system. Uh, insurance companies and, and CEOs of health systems and so on. Pa powerful interests, of course, arrayed against a really high progressive taxes on the wealthy. After all, there are a lot of wealthy people supported the Obama campaign. Corporations supported. Sure, he got a lot of, and this was very democratic and very healthy, a lot of grassroots small donations to his campaign, but also he, well, in keeping with the history of the Democratic Party, uh, always gotten corporate corporations, lobbyists to contribute monies. So these are they're powerful economic interests that stand in the way of bold economic changes. Uh, and the other reason for the caution in domestic policy is that if he were really going to do what I am suggesting, <laughs> he obviously is not listening to me, uh, but if he really were to make these bold changes in domestic policy, in health care, in, in uh, taxation, in, well, let's say, creating jobs for millions of people, which is what Roosevelt did, what the New Deal did. That was bold. You don't leave it to private enterprise if people are unemployed. You don't wait for money to trickle down uh, 
uh, so that, no, you, people are unemployed, you give them jobs. That costs money. So all these programs, if they were to be boldly initiated, would cost money. Where's that money going to come from? Well, one, yes, it would come from the uh, a re truly progressive tax system, uh, in which you taxed, by the way, not only income, not only the incomes of the super rich, but you would tax the wealth of the super rich. That is the accumulated income, because they have accumulated trillions of dollars as a result of a tax system uh, which favored them year after year after year and, and which led to accumulated wealth. Yeah, tax the wealth too. This man is pushing for the government to own everything. That's what socialism, communism is all about. So I'm going to present some numbers to you tonight that debunked everything that man said because he was pissed off at Obama because he didn't turn this country into communism in the eight years he was a president. That's why he's mad. And then guess what? He died. Thank you, Lord Jesus. However, this is the numbers so you understand what communism does to a country. In 2019, two years ago, the poverty rate in China was 60%. Listen to what I'm telling you. Less than $10 a day. These are the people that made less than $10 a day in China. 43.34% of the population. Less than $5.50 per day. 14.10% of the population. Two years ago in China, and I guarantee you, with the collapse of their economy, it's going to be a lot worse. Now, Mr. Gunny, how does that compare to the United States? Are we at those percentages? Absolutely not. Official poverty rate in America for 2020 was 11.4%. 11.4%. Not 60% as it is in China. So think about it. If we have an education system that is teaching our children, our college kids, to think like Howard Zinn and to think like the communists. Imagine 
and the years to come. The poverty rate of America. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Share it far and wide. Please send the podcast out so they can get the truth and understand. The main street media will not talk about what I just talked to you about. Because they want it to happen. They want big government. They want the government to take care of them. And then once it happens, they'll be eliminated. That's how communism works. Get us to where we need to go. And once we become in charge and there's no more democracy, we will kill you and all of your family. This is the Gunny out.